It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Wisdom Cricket Ashes daily podcast at the end of play on day one at Trent Bridge. Most of the day was a fantastic one for Australia before wickets in the evening session brought England right back into the game. Elise Perry was dismissed on 99, gutting. I'm Katia Whitney and I'm joined by the wonderful Cam Ponsonby. Cam, first of all, Elise Perry, absolutely harrowing. Well, I just didn't think she was going to get out ever. Um, her and McGrath in the middle of that day, I think they got to about 200, 202 for two, I believe. They at no point did they seem rushed or concerned. Uh, they were kind of scoring boundaries at that kind of rate where they were playing within themselves and just in control. And Perry on 95 had the ball before she got out. She'd flashed a wide one and it just flown over Siverbrunt's head at Gully and then it was a carbon copy. Weirdly, when players are as good as Perry, I actually don't get that sad when they get out on 99. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, you've already got a couple hundred, you'll be fine, he'll, she'll be okay. Um, but no, a, a huge wicket for England there because yeah, it changed the whole complexion of the match, really. Yeah, I think the stat is about Elise Perry that no player in the men's or the women's game has a higher average and has scored more runs than her apart from Don Bradman. I so, love that. That's yeah, great. Kind of illustrates it. I believe that's the fourth time a player has been dismissed um, for 99 in women's test matches. I know she'll get another go in Australia's second innings, but with the scarcity of these tests, it must be doubly awful when that happens. I thought Perry gave an absolute masterclass on how to deal with Eccleston today, actually. Uh, a proper old school display of getting your feet forward and back to the spinner. Speaking of Eccleston, it would have been completely Australia's day without her. She dismissed Jess Jonathan and Alyssa Healy uh, within three balls. That's Healy's third duck in a row in test match cricket. Double ouch. Um, Cam, how good was Eccleston today? She was great. And I think what was really impressive about her performance is England set up yesterday. Heather Knight gave this whole kind of spiel about we're going to go out there, we're going to attack. And th- it was very much framed in a batting uh, perspective, like we're going to play white ball cricket when we're batting. Um, but when it come, came to the fields and when it came to bowling, with the, England had incredibly attacking fields throughout. Eccleston basically bowled with a short leg and a silly point permanently. I don't think I think Tammy Beaumont pretty much had the helmet on the whole day. Let me just get the card up. I want to see Eccleston's figures. She went at 2.3 and over. 
and when she had no boundary riders hardly at any point of the day to have that level of control was phenomenal and she kind of she kept England in the game because going back to that Perry McGrath partnership that could have raced away they were going about fours but if that goes up to fives fives and a half this fight back from England almost comes too late and yeah you're right she got McGrath um, Johansson and um, Healy that's the triple strike that changed the complexion of the day completely so Eccleston's England's hero without a doubt Mm. I think the majority of the questions we got for this pod were whether Eccleston should play in the men's test at Lords <laughs> next week. Is she the best spinner in the country? The women might have a problem with that because they have a, they have a T20 in the, in the middle of it. But if you could work out a fixture where you like you get released for day four, it'd be like a like a county twos game. You sub in and out basically. Um, but no, I think Eccleston. She's one of, if not the best, kind of women's bowler in the world. She's a fantastic player. She was training with Lancashire's men's team recently. I think everyone's pretty lucky. Feels pretty lucky for that. She's on the books basically well it begs the question is there anything in the rules you know maybe we should get It'd someone be amazing because I, I know there's because it used to be that well, i was about to go on a tangent that used to be that like a club team was called like the club and then the club's women's team so there's it wasn't called the club's men's team so if it's the england men's teams is it the england team i don't know i don't know either way if uh, sophie eccleston comes out of lords i'm sure that she would <laughs> do an admirable job you're right before this test match i think what stuck out especially when england named their squad was that eccleston was the only spin option they had in the squad um, and with the importance especially with this being a five-day test match of, of spin it's a lot of overs for her to bowl and, and she bowled 31 but you could see just how integral she was to, to um, heather knight today she was brought on within the first hour of play and was still bowling as we got to half past seven so it's a really long day the other story of england bowlers today was lauren fider's debut she nearly took a wicket with her first ball in international cricket elise perry um, she just got an inside edge um, but was given out LBW before the review overturned it. Cam, what impressed you about Lauren Filer today? She was, she was wicked. She, she bowled quickly, which was the whole point of her selection. She was picked um, as this kind of wild card selection where Heather Knight was saying she's one off, if not the fastest in the country. We're picking her to run in and bowl quick. And I wish that her first ball to Perry had been out because it was perfect. And even, even though the wicket didn't come from the delivery it did prove the point because Perry was rushed she was taken by surprise and I was saying I can't remember I'm not gonna be able to credit this properly but um, I saw on Twitter about people comparing her this season and last season how she's actually added about five miles an hour I think she worked quite a lot with um, John Lewis over the winter and she's just added this pace so even though even those who were familiar with her game last year so I think it was Sutherland it might have been who was teammates with her in the hundred you're facing a different bowler. She's a completely different player to the one she was 12 months ago. And she'll be needed again tomorrow morning when we have this kind of last three wickets, the kind of idea. It's, it's the old cricket cliche. You have, you have big, angry, nasty, quick. Go and get the tail out. And so, no, England will be delighted with her first showing. Absolutely. Mm, well, well, it was a big ask for her to come in and replace Izzy Wong, who's this big force of a personality who everyone loves, um, to be a relatively unknown player. If you, if you don't follow the domestic ga women's game in England that closely, you're probably not going to know who Lauren Filer is. Sure, yeah. To come in and replace someone like Izzy Wong, if it had gone wrong, then it would have been a massive thing for her. Oh, of course. And I, it reminded me that I, I got a message from a friend, I think either this morning or yesterday evening, after seeing the team and went, well, no, is he wrong? Like, does England just hate picking quicks? And he's like, no, 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 they have done that. It's just like they've, they've picked the one which people hadn't heard of rather than the one that was people had. And that's no slight on Izzy Wong at all, but it, it does show the pressure that Filer was under that you kind of come in here and you are replaced, you're playing this big role and you're also re replacing one of the kind of the bigger, more well-known 
names in the women's game. Mm. It shows what pace can do, though. I'd love to see her and Izzy, Izzy Wong bowling together. That'd be great. So let's look ahead to tomorrow. Let's finish on that. Um, Cam, Australia haven't actually been bowled out in a test match since 2014. <laughs> we could be in for a historic day tomorrow. What a day. History. Um, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. That actually makes complete sense in my head because given the kind of the scarcity of these fixtures and how dominant Australia have been as, as a, a team. And also, I thought they were going to battle for five days early. I thought they might just going to get kind of two and a half thousand. Um, England have turned the game on its head. Well, they haven't turned on the game on its head. They've turned it back to parity, basically. I don't really know who's on top at the moment. Um, if Australia get past 400, I think they'll be pretty content. I know just the nature of it is that England have to be phenomenal for five days to win, whereas Australia can probably win whilst being in kind of fourth gear, maybe. And they can have more kind of off sessions. Um, I can't remember the original question now. What do you think Australia will be happy with tomorrow? You said over 400, but what would they want? I think whilst Sutherland's there, because she got, she got 100 last week opening the batting for Australia against the England A team. Whilst she's there, the kind of sky's the limit. I think they'd shake your hand on more than 400 now. Uh, for 450 would be a bonus and then have a bowl. Mm. Well, for England, you, as you said, they were looking at such a big score this morning. They'll probably be absolutely happy with their evening's work today. Um, they'll be batting at some point tomorrow. Well, you'd hope so, unless <laughs> you're talking about a, an Annabelle Sutherland double hundred um, sure. at the close of play. So, who are you most looking forward to seeing England's batting lineup? I'm, I'm a bit annoyed. I'm really looking forward to seeing Danny Wyatt because this, this kind of she's been picked as the kind of uh, example of how they're going to play. And so, although she's down at six, I kind of wish she was kind of up at the top of the order at three, just to see what what this means, what what the kind of push comes to shove of this kind of new aggressive batting approach will be like. And especially for her, like she played almost 250 times for England, and as Heather Knight said yesterday, she kind of thought this career, this Test career, was going to pass her by, and now she has this opportunity, and the pressure that goes with that, but also the kind of free hand she's been given to just go out and play her shots. I think watching Danny Wyatt versus Alana King will be will be top of my billing tomorrow. Mm, excellent. Well, England will be hunting three wickets tomorrow before they hand over to the batters. Cheers, Cam. We'll be back at the close of play tomorrow to dissect what promises to be a pivotal day in the match. Podcast Network.